Welcome back to the Rick's Rambles podcast. It's the week of February 21st, 2022. Let's get right into our fun facts of the week. Fun facts. It's time for our fun facts of the day. Today's fun facts are all about blue jeans with a heavy emphasis on the Levi Strauss Company. Number one, the orange thread that Levi Strauss and Company uses for the stitching of their jeans is trademarked. It is used as a distinguishing feature to match the color of copper rivets. Rivets are used on jeans to make them stronger, especially on the pockets. In the beginning, they placed rivets on all the pockets, front and back, but people started complaining that the rivets scratched saddles and chairs, so they removed the back ones altogether. Making of one pair of blue jeans requires 37 separate sewing operations. The oldest known pair of blue jeans dates back to about 140 years. The first blue jeans weren't always blue. They came in two colors, indigo blue, which we know today, and a color called brown cotton duck. Did you know that blue jeans were not always called blue jeans? The first name for jeans were waist overalls, and boy, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? The first label ever attached to a piece of garment was a red flag that was sewed next to the back pocket of, you guessed it, Levi Strauss blue jeans. Well, blue jeans were first colored with indigo. Do you know why that was? Well, it's because dark hides dirt better. By the time the jeans were worn by commonplace factory workers, jeans for men had zippers in the front, but jeans for women had zippers on the side. Have you ever seen side zippered, zippered jeans? That's one I haven't seen. There's a boutique in New York City's East Village called Limbo, and they were the first retailer to wash a brand new pair of jeans to give them a used effect. It became a nationwide fashion hit. Well, that indigo blue color, it takes 20,000 tons of indigo every year to be dyed blue. The name denim comes from the name of a sturdy fabric called serge, and serge comes from Nîmes, in France. To make 225 pairs of jeans, it takes one bale of cotton. Statistically, I'd like to know where you fit on this scale. Every American owns on average seven pairs of blue jeans. I have, I think, four pairs. The birthday of blue jeans is considered May 20th, 1873, when Jacob Davis and Levi Strauss obtained a patent for blue jeans. Blue jeans were banned at certain places like schools, theaters, and restaurants in the 50s and 60s, and in some cases even into the 70s, because they were seen as a form of rebellion against nonconformism. By the way, I graduated high school in 1974, and in 1974, our high school still did not allow us to wear jeans to school. Shorts, either. Well, 50% of denim used in blue jeans is produced in Asia, specifically China, India, and Bangladesh. To eliminate shrinkage, most of the denim fabric is washed in water after it is dyed. The indigo that is used for the coloring of denim for jeans is a very old color, and it was originally made by plants, but now it is synthetically made. Did you know there's something called stretch denim? I had no idea. Stretch denim is a specific type of denim that is used for skinny jeans. It is not made from pure cotton like most denim, but it has an elastic component called elastane. I had never heard of that. Only a few grams of indigo coloring is required to color a full pair of jeans. And last, 
There are 450 million pairs of jeans sold every year in the United States. There you have it. Some fun facts about blue jeans. If the Internet has done anything, it has made the world a much smaller space for most of us. You know, in the years that I've been on the Internet, I literally have made friends all around the world. And some I consider close friends. Some in my travels I've been very fortunate to have met in person. Some I have yet to meet in person, but I know I will in the future. And some I probably never will meet in person But these are people that I never would have had relationships with were it not for something on the Internet. And some of those friendships come from very unlikely places. And one of those places is in playing video games. And I came across this fascinating article this week, and I wanted to share it with you. And I'll have a couple of questions for you at the end. Playing video games can actually help people make new friends. The average American has made five new friendships through playing video games over the last 18 months, according to a new poll. A survey of 20,000 adults, these are not kids, these are adults, found that 39% have seen an increase in their friend list since the pandemic began. We're talking about a time when many of us were pretty isolated, with the average gamer becoming so close to their new friends that they would invite them to their own wedding or other significant life event. Aside from friendships, nearly half of the gamers, 46%, believe it is important that their significant others play video games, and 43%, this one really surprised me, have dated somebody they met through online gaming, and 30% have married somebody they met through online gaming. 64% of respondents said they cherished their video games because it helped them feel less lonely and less isolated and more connected with other people. Just as many respondents said buying a new video game makes them feel like they're allowing themselves to be happier. Commissioned by the World of Warships, which makes several different video games, and conducted by a group called OnePole, the survey also revealed that video games have helped 6 in 10 people learn more about geography, other cultures, and the real world. 75% of gamers have done some kind of real-world research on games they play, and 57% consider themselves experts on the topics they research thanks to video games. Real-world passions lead many to play video games that depict their real-world hobbies, such as racing, boxing, simulation games. Additionally, 62% said games have allowed them to explore new goals in their lives. Regardless of your interest, everybody can find a game that resonates with their passions and engage in them, said Arthur Plotnick, Regional Publishing Director at World of Warships. If you have an interest in a certain topic, like naval history or aviation or racing, chances are that playing one of those games help you immerse yourself further and giving you a chance to be part of a vibrant community. A third of gamers, that's about 35%, prefer that games that offer authentic representations of the real world, and 36% said they want a plot based on realism, while 22% say they enjoy a more imaginative fantasy world like Star Trek and science fiction games, a world much different than their own. Well, here are the top 10 gaming genres in the world right now. Racing games, NASCAR games are absolutely huge. Number two, boxing games. Number three, simulation games like World of Warships and War in the Pacific. 
rhythm and music games like rock band, football games, basketball games, historic strategies, visual novels. I had no idea that that was a gaming genre, visual novels, soccer games, and rounding out the top 10 baseball games. I'm curious, are you an online gamer? Well, I'm really not. I enjoy playing some online word games like Scrabble, Words with Friends, and the latest craze, uh, Wordle, but these other games do look really interesting to me. And as somebody who has a great interest in aviation, and as a former real-world pilot, that is a genre I would be interested in trying someday. There you go. Some good news about how gaming affects us in the real world. Well, I am now into my second year of the Rick's Rambles podcast, and this has been a pretty incredible journey. When I first started this, I had really no idea where it would go, but now I've been doing weekly episodes and sometimes some bonus episodes for over a year now. It's been good for me and my mental health. I hope it's been good for you, too, and I hope you've learned a few things along the way. I know I certainly have. If you would like to help with the podcast, there's a couple of things you can do. First of all, simply share it on your social media channels. Let people know what you're listening to and encourage them to listen. Number two, if you'd like to sponsor an episode or a series of episodes of the podcast, drop me a note, let me know. We'll make that happen. And number three, do you have a topic you would like to see me research and cover? I would be more than happy to do that. Again, just drop me a note. We'll make that happen. As always, I appreciate you listening. And it's time for our special days of the week. Today, the 21st, is President's Day, and it is also National Sticky Bun Day. Tomorrow, the 22nd, Tuesday, is National Margarita Day, and it's National Walk Your Dog Day. Wednesday, the 23rd, National Banana Bread Day, and National Play Tennis Day. Thursday, the 24th, National Chili Day. I have a sneaking suspicion that we will be celebrating that. National Tortilla Chip Day and National Trading Card Day. Do you collect trading cards? Let me know what you collect. Friday the 25th, National Chocolate Covered Peanut Day and National Clown Chowder Day. Saturday the 26th is a day I've never heard of. It is International Sword Swallowers Day and it is the birthday of Levi Strauss. Now you know why we did Gene's Fun Facts. And we'll wrap up the week Sunday the 27th. It's National Kahlua Day. And it's National Retro Day. So thank you so much for listening. As always, if you enjoyed it, share it on your social media channels. Let people know what you're listening to. And so until next week, be kind to as many people as you can, as often as you can. We'll start right now, and we'll make the world a better place.